You. What up? What up? First things first. Can you hear me? Does my mic sound yeah. nice? Yeah. 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 Nah. I'm Digga Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and this is Digga and Two Guns News and Views. And as you probably noticed, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a while. So, without further ado, I'm a let. Right, hold on, wait. There's soup. Soup. What up? What up? Yo, yo. So I just did the introduction. Soup, introduce yourself real fast. Oh, man, soup forever, man. Hosting my deep podcast show. Right, 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 right. So. But um, without further ado, I'm gonna let Two Gun explain what's been going on recently. Shit, you know, just trying to get through the summer. Right, right, right. But um, no, I'm just talking about why we had a small hiatus on the show. Well, you know, just personal things and and just timing, really. Right, 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 right. But everything's all good now, right? Yep. So I invited Soup to be on the show because you know, like it's been a minute since he's been on. Mm-hmm. What's up, bro? I hope you're good, my nigga. Yep, yep. So, um, I just want to play a catch-up show right now, and you know, just bring Soup along for the ride because we missed a lot in the two months that we've been out. Like, yeah, the deaths of DMX, the death of Shock G, the death of um, Black Rob. Mm-hmm. We missed those. Um, we're making strides in the pandemic. Want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we're approaching the summer. I just want to talk about some of the summer, you know, our summer, um, our favorite summer albums. I can't even speak on tonight. It's been a while. Man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. I got to knock the, I got to knock the dust yeah, off. The man. dust off. He said favorite summer albums. I got to remember what came out in the summer. So, um, first thing I want to talk about is you know the whole, you know, like I said, death coming threes. I want to talk mm-hmm. about in order of importance to me. Somebody sound like they about to make a margarita. Oh, that's me. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm just getting settled in. You know what I'm saying? I'll go ahead. Proceed. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But I want to talk about, you know, like, because I'm surprised that we actually missed out. Well, we didn't really miss it. We just weren't recording. Mm-hmm. Missed out on the death of DMX, which in hindsight, Two Gun predicted this, and Two Gun does not remember the conversation that he and I had. Uh-uh. Two Gun and I were on the phone, and this was at the beginning of the year. And I said, "What do you, you know, what do you expect in 2021?" He says, "I expect a major death in hip hop, maybe DMX." And this was on January 1st. This conversation took place. And I swear I can't remember that. See, I was about to say, and he swears he can't remember this. <laughs> Yeah. But to me, sometimes I just say shit and then. <laughs> but to me, the reason why DMX's death hit me hard is because this is one of the first superstars that I've actually witnessed his career from first album to now. Mm-hmm. This is somebody who, you know, we followed his whole career. All of us, you know, remember back in 98 when this dark hot dropped. Yeah. Which that album turned 20, what was it, 22 this year? 23? Yeah, Mm -hmm. something like that. I can't remember. I I think that album turned 23 this year. Mm -hmm. You know, last week to be exact. Yeah. Like, we. Not only that, we remember him from Belly, like, and he wasn't really acting. He was just being himself. Right. 
Yeah. I think him and Nas cut that belly, though. I think that's the best mm-hmm. acting I ever seen from Nas. <laughs> For real. <laughs> no, Nas was good in Black Nativity. I've right, never man. seen that one. Just, just move forward. Okay. <laughs> but um, this is somebody who you know <laughs> we've witnessed the whole star rise and fall. Yeah. And I think where it's bittersweet for me is he's he was on the you know brink of redemption. He just mm-hmm. got his Def Jam contract back. You know, was in the studio, you know, doing albums. He was looking mad healthy if you saw the verses between him and Snoop Dogg. I mean, if you want to call fat healthy for his sake, yeah, I got you. I'm about to say, when have we ever seen DMX with weight? But I actually like him better without the weight. <laughs> like, I, I'm nah, not gonna get, I'll, I'll get it after you done. Yeah, fat is looking. You say, say, say it one more time, too, Ben? At one point, he was real skinny looking like fiendish. Yeah, that was like um, I, I want to say around the maybe 2009-2014 era. Yeah, where he was looking. It's before he got locked up. Oh no, he was getting locked up a lot, and you know, around. I'm talking about for the last time. Maybe mm-hmm. <clears throat> he came back out with the belly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I liked Healthy X. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, you know, you. like, just to see him with weight, you know, looking happy, smiling more, and, you know, just feeling happy about life. Like, when you saw him on Drink Champs and everything, like, he was it focused. was incredible. He was focused. He was mentally <laughs> focused at that point. Right. Um, and I, mean, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you good. Um, so, like, when I see him on Drink Champs, like, he wasn't jittery. He wasn't all over the place with his uh, statements. He was straight focused and delivering everything. And that's when I got scared because just like what Two Guns said, like he kind of predicted the shit. And I'm like, man, he just, he too cool right now. Like he's too calm. And that's a good thing. But I just always felt like something was coming after that, right after that drink mm. champ. Right. And that was one of his biggest uh, interviews that he had. Right. And I just watched his Uncensored that he did for TV One. Uh-huh. And he seemed, because remember on Jank, Drink Champs, he wasn't stammering his words because mm. he had this what I call you know stutter effect. Where like, well, he get frustrated. You know what I'm saying? He be you know what I mean? You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know. like I said, he would do the yeah. stutter effect, like you know what I mean? But he, when he was on his uncensored, he started. It I wouldn't say he started that back up, but you could tell something was different from the drink champs uncensored. And you know like. When mm-hmm. you have demons like that, everybody says it's a sickness and it's addiction. And yes, with and the I, star like that, you see it. And I think like these young kids or whoever um, was judging DMX, they have to go back and look at that stuff, like his documentary, like how he grew up, how the hell uh, Irv Gotti uh, found him. You know, he he was in a, a, a basically a rundown project building. Uh, sticking his head out through the bar windows, like yo, I'm I'm coming, like boom, boom. You know, he was raised up on robbing people. He was he was just out there on his own as a as a young age. And then he also told the story how um his right hand man gave him that you know gave him that dirty blunt, you know, saying um, gave him a dirty. Yeah, that was um, the first experience there when he was like 13. Yeah, the wet blunt as they call it. Mm-hmm. And um, you saw the interview. They call it in South Carolina. You call it what? You call it bunk. Yeah, that's yeah, right. We, we call it dirtiest in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
everywhere else they call it wet blunts. Yeah. But um and again, this death, like I said, I really don't really, you know, get emotional when celebrities die. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I, you know, cried tears, but I was extremely sad when DMX died. And the fact that he died on a Friday, and I remember because I keep a lot of CDs in my trunk. Well, I used to. I cleaned my trunk out recently. And I remember one of the first CDs I grabbed was Rough Riders Volume 1. And remember, at the um, end of the first track, he played Anchor. Mm-hmm. And his verse was just so mm-hmm. dynamic that I literally sat there and pulled over and traveled. Yeah. It was like, damn. It was definitely different. Yeah, it was like this is an icon right here. Yeah, but you know what you know what tripped me up about DMX, right? Um What's that? he wasn't when he got when he got on and he got onto the you know the labels and he got into the industry, his music changed, right? His flow, his style of flow, of uh, how he was was spitting was changing everything. Cause he was like a lyrical miracle nigga kind of like before he got signed, you know what I'm saying, battling people in the parts and shit. And right. the thing that I liked about DMX, him coming from New York or um Yonkers or whatever, whatever, right? He wasn't, he was like a Noriega to me. Like, he wasn't lyrical as a New York nigga, per se. But his style was just so aggressive and different, he got straight to the point. That's what I liked about mm-hmm. him. Like, I've been on Slap the Shit at you twice. That's before I start cussing. Like, he just, the, the shit that he was saying, I was like, he just getting straight to the point, man. He ain't doing no punchlines. He ain't trying to hide the fact. He just going to punch you in your face, nigga. Like, that's pretty much how DMX wrote. And one thing that I said um, to he was, early, he was emotional with his shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear the feelings in his rhymes mm-hmm. as he's saying it. You know what I'm saying? He go up and down. You know what I'm saying? You, you just hear the emotion in his voice. And one thing I was saying to Two Gun earlier was, um, earlier today, was nobody had a first three album run quite like X. Yeah. And uh, we, we, Two Gun and I were having a conversation about striking why the iron was hot. Mm-hmm. And like X had his moment. Yeah. Like for your first five albums to mm-hmm. debut at number one. Yeah. Which J. Cole just broke that record yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to J. Cole, North Carolina's finest. And, and it was harder. It, it was harder back in those days. He had to sell them CDs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't streaming that shit. He was just an eye. He just became an icon. And the way he looked, he that's actually how he was. He wasn't faking it. You know, so he looked intimidating. He looked intimidating. DMX did by himself what Wu Tang did in '93. Like yeah. he, he brought back just the real grungy type, the, the gutter. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was he was the robber. He was the stick up kid. You know, what I'm saying he was gonna get it from the street, as opposed as Jay Z, kind of like the, the the arch nemesis of the whole situation. But he was the pretty boy, dope boy. You know what I'm saying? And I like that. It was like Superman, Batman type shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and another thing that I've always respected DMX for is DMX had brutal honesty. Like DMX said, look, there were times when I was a teenager, in order for me to eat, I had to rob. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to, <clears throat> he said, I would go to a bodega with a mask on. Yeah. You know, rob, you know, rob the um, poppy for money. Take with my mask dog. off, change clothes go back in the same bodega and use the money that he robbed, you know, to eat. Everything about him was a testimony. Like, and just the brutal honesty of a rapper who knew he had addictions, who knew he loved, you know, the Lord, and man, look, it, to this, you know, like, to this day, since I think it was April 21st that he died. Mm-hmm. No, it was April 9th. Mm-hmm. 
since April 9th, things just haven't been right in the industry. And on Friday, you best believe that even without listening to his album, I'm just putting that on my thumb. Well, the one thing that shocks me about this nigga, he robbed the niggas with dogs, with a dog and shit. And and he breaks it down like, well, a dog would chase you, nigga, so you might as well just give up the money. You know what I'm saying? Um, About his... Him dying, it didn't shock me though. I think that was probably one of the deaths that I felt like you know it was his time, and you know he lived his life. Like I wasn't disappointed. I was actually kind of happy for the nigga to be to be totally honest with you. You know, saying just him fighting his demons, back and forth with the drug habit, people judging him of you know how he was out there. You know, what I'm saying it was kind of like he was almost getting a bad rap on him. You know, what right. I'm saying him being a drug addict and all this shit, doing fucked up things, getting locked up. But at the end of the day, you know, I kind of seen it coming, just off the drug use. And I hate to say it, but like when he passed away, I was like, ah, man, you know, finally just caught up to him. And you know, when he passed away, in a way, I wasn't sad because mm-hmm. this is something that we all knew was going to happen after he was in a vegetative state. Mm-hmm. So I remember, it was, like I said, it was a Friday that he died. And us finding out at work, you know, me and my coworkers, and you know, my coworker Tim was like, "Man, damn, that's that's, it's not really sad. He's not in pain no more." Yeah, yeah, I I really accepted that one. I like I couldn't accept Kobe, but I I accepted that one. You know what I'm saying? Because Kobe was such a shock, right? Um, but with DMX, it was kind of like, man, you know what? We had a week now, man. We had a week to prepare. Yeah, in hindsight. But um, to the to the remember the conversation that we had um once we found out that he overdosed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to the said hmm, he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> oh what? <laughs> well, uh, side note, you know DJ Vi that does the uh, podcast uh, show with me. His um his his cousin is married to DMX, one of DMX sisters or something like that. Okay. So mm-hmm. we had already, you know, between me and him, we already knew. Like he had already passed away and all that shit before he even hit the media, you know. And it, that's exactly what I said. Oh shit, he ain't gonna make it. I mean, mm. you know, and that's why I already accepted <clears throat> what he was telling me. You know, said like, yeah, I'm getting calls from back home. So he had a vegetation state, and I was like, oh yeah, he ain't gonna make it out of that one. But at the end of the day, man, he he went in peace though. At the end of the day, yeah. But two gun, two gun. Like once we found out about he goes, yeah, he ain't gonna make it. Mm-hmm. Man. So and you know he didn't mean that in no spiteful you know yeah yeah you yeah 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 but you know what I did was I held out hope for a little bit I didn't listen to any DMX music or you know stream any DMX songs until he passed yeah so what what's your what's your favorite track what's your favorite song from DMX my favorite song from DMX would be X is coming from and then there was X. Okay. That's my favorite DMX track. Okay. Two Gun might be told. I think, I think mine is uh, Heat. Heat and um, yeah, heat good. Blackout. Let me, let yeah. me change mine. Mm-hmm. I, I would say a good runner up is The Omen. Okay. He he so, got so many, like ain't none of these wrong answers. <laughs> right. Like there's no wrong answer. And like um I remember the day he died, everybody in group chat that I'm in, they're just like, if you were to guide somebody to DMX, you know, a first time listener, what album would you guide them to? And I said, Oh, and there was X. So I will yeah. go flesh in my flesh, blood in my blood. Why I was that? first. You got 
at the beginning. Huh? With me. You got to start at the beginning with me. I feel you. I feel you. You all- got to yes, yes, see that work. You know what I'm saying? Get that work. Me, dog. Stop being greedy. Like, that got to come first. It do. It do. I feel you. Anthem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Fucking with D. Mm-hmm. All that shit. Like I said, it's so many songs. It's so many songs, but the one song that I had on repeat, I'm sorry, I'm cutting somebody off. My bad. No, I'm saying that's one person. Like, it's a few people like that where you could just start at the beginning and because mm-hmm. it gets, you know, it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Instead of having a whack first album and then coming out, oh, this the second album. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This back to back, like, oh, this back to back classic. Um, what you were saying is this, what you were saying, Soup. The song that you had on repeat was what? Oh, it was uh, "Ready to Meet Him." That's the last song on Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. When he right. had that long ass uh, preach, he had a long ass sermon at the beginning of it. Right. And then when that shit, whatever the hell Swiss Beats was playing, like that, that shit right there. And then you know, I'm ready to meet him. The way I'm living ain't right. Black hate white. Why hate black? It's right back in the same fight. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That song right there. I had that bitch on super repeat. All right. So let me ask you a question. How old are you? I'm 37. Okay, so you're on age with us. Because yeah. me and Two Gun will well, I'm 39. Two Gun will be 39 this year. So you were in high school when DMX came out. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I remember the most is DMX used to wear these ski goggles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's back in uh stop being greedy days. Like yeah, so, he's yeah. he's yeah, that was that was pun usher. Like any, you know what I'm saying? They just anytime they ski goggles, everyone ski goggles. But um, what's it called? I remember because X Two Gun. I've been bald since for a long time. So I remember buying some ski goggles, whatever, whatnot. You know, had my Pelly Pelly shirt, whatever, whatnot, and my loose jeans. And they said, "Oh man, look at this light skinned X right here." And I took that as a compliment. <laughs> I remember they used to sell those ski goggles in this. It was a shoe store on the corner across from Chick Fil A. Can't remember the name of it though. Oh, in the mall. Yeah, and they used to sell those goggles. Maybe you're not. said across from Chick Fil A, and I remember I was just like, "Damn, we didn't have that many standalone Chick Fil A's in high school." But we yeah, all of them was in the mall. Yeah, we had Chick Fil A in the mall. But um, you know, like I also want to talk about Black Rob. You know, talk about Black Rob's death, and this is another thing that I said way before his death. Two Gun, do you remember when I said let's do a show of underrated CDs? Mm-hmm. What's the first CD I named? It was Story Life Story by Black Rob? Life Story. Life Story by Black Rob is one of the most underrated CDs of all time. From storytelling to narrative rhymes and Black Rob was an underrated artist. And I'm not saying that because the man passed. I've always given Black Rob his flowers. But when he died, I wasn't as sad as I was with DMX. Because you know, but we don't know Black Rob like we know X. Right. And I think what did it for me is Black Rob in that video that he that we saw of him where he was just like, you know, recipes X from the hospital bed, you knew he wasn't well. And yeah, he suffered like, like four or five strokes over some years too. He yeah, was, and I was just like, you know, death comes in threes. He's going to be the next to die. 
damn, that sounds morbid. I sure I wasn't expecting Shock G at all, though. Right. All right, let's get to Shock G. Because, you know, Shock G stays off the radar. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Shock G died, I was just like, wow. And I think I texted you right after it happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, <clears throat> you know, like death comes in threes. There's a third. But Shock G doesn't get the credit that he deserves either because, you know, like underrated producer, underrated rapper. Just underrated in general. He just kind of was in his own genre. Wait, did we lose Soup? They say he's still on there. Yeah, it says he's still on there, but we can't hear him. He might have got a phone call. Maybe. So, but, um, like, when you listen to Shock G's production, like, um, let's use So Many Tears as an example. Like, the Stevie Wonder sample for that, you know, and just the, like, guitar work. Mm-hmm. Underrated. Wait, didn't he um, produce, um, was it Temptation also? I'm not sure. I don't know his production credits like that. But, um, like, when you listen to Digital Underground... He's gone now. Oh, Soup? Yeah. Oh, well. He'll probably try to get back. He'll he'll probably get back. But, like, when you listen to Digital Underground's um, Sex Package album... Mm -hmm. Classic. There he goes. Okay, there he goes. You hear me? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh, she just muted on my <clears throat> um what's it called? We're on shock G now. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what I was saying because I was hearing y'all, but it's kind of crazy how like we kind of forgot about some of these people. Yeah. And it just mm-hmm. popped up. You like, yeah, damn, do you think about the Humpty Hump and all the you know, Tupac and all this shit? Yeah, and and um like Shock G produced I Get Around. Yeah. Like there was just so much that this man did, and man, that people don't know about. And then when he passed, that's when his whole catalog started getting shown. Like, damn, that, he never, he, that nigga did this, that nigga did that. Like, what? yeah, Words like, of Wisdom by Tupac. Yeah, he did. Um, what's it called? Get Away by Bobby Brown. I mean, he pushed Tupac career out there. We probably um, didn't know really know, but uh, really much know about Tupac for one for him. That's true. Uh-huh. That's true. And the song Fuck the World on uh, Me Against the World, he produced. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at his production discography right now. Yeah. So. Definitely behind the scenes guy for a minute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, oh, I forgot he was in a song Trapped by Tupac. Paint the White House Black by George Clinton. Shaq, he's a big pioneer. Like. Oh, the, I got five on the remix. How, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, he definitely was an icon, too. I think we kind of slept on him over the years. I mean, like the average person slept on him. But here's the thing I didn't know that he was so nice with the lyrics that um, the song Packet Man off the Sex Package album, mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Shock G and Humpty Hump, you know, yeah. going back and forth, even though it was the same person. Yeah, like that was what's cool about him too. He had a whole alter ego. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know who else did that before him though. That's what I was about to say. 
That's what I was about to Not say. Not before, I don't think nobody. Well, somebody did it, but it wasn't as prevalent. I you mean, I mean? guess the closest you can say is MF Doom. Yeah, but that wasn't before. Um, that wasn't before. Um, and he oh, didn't wasn't being wasn't. two people at one time. Yeah, yeah. It would be uh, Humpty featuring Shock G. Yeah. Yeah, because um, like this, like a song "Packet Man," like I um mentioned. Yeah. Like you know, excuse me, trooper. Do you be needing any packets today? Yeah, hey, baby, don't be grabbing on my jacket, okay? Yeah. Like, I thought it was two different people for yeah. the longest time, for almost thirty plus years. Yeah. And I called Tuka and I said, "Yo, do you know that Packet Man is Shock G?" Yeah. And Humpty Hump. He was like, uh, "Yeah." I felt stupid. <laughs> <laughs> But you know the thing about it was he always had that smooth as butter flow. Yeah, you can tell by yeah. my everyday fix. I ain't rich. It's another black man called in the mix. Like, you like the words just flew off his mouth. But, Trying to make know, a dollar out of fifteen cents. A dime and a nickel. <laughs> but uh, shout out to Shock G. What else did I want to talk about? Because like I said, we missed a lot of fucking topics mm-hmm. in two months. <clears throat> Again, like I said, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy that Soup's on. As a matter of fact, Soup, I put you on something this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, too, then. You know, Steely Dan's one of my favorite groups, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just what... But Talib Kweli had a post where he said, name a CD that's great from beginning to end. And I thought about it. I'm like, Stealing Dan's Pretzel Logic album. That's it. That's what does it for me. You know what I mean? So I get a call from Soup. I'm sitting there thinking something's wrong because, you know, even though me and Soup are cool, we don't call each other like that. Yeah, like random. (laughs) So I call him back because, what's it called? I was in Tennessee at the moment. So I call him back. I'm like, yo, is everything good? He goes, yo, I'm going to tell you something. I've been listening to Steely Dan. I listened to it about eight times already. I'm like, word? <laughs> I just can't get into Steely Dan. I, I saw where he put it. Oh, shit. But go ahead. Who, me or Soup? Oh, we lost him. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, I'll go back to the phone call. He calls me and he was like, I listened to that album eight times. I was like, have you really? Mm. Like, yeah, like, Honestly speaking, it covers so many genres, and it really does because it covers R&B, it covers jazz, it covers progressive rock, it covers um ragtime, and um yeah, my bad, I'm back. God damn, okay. what the fuck going on? But and disco. Oh, but hold on, y'all hear me? Mm-hmm. My bad, we got mm-hmm. a crazy thunderstorm going on out here. But anyway, um, <clears throat> oh, but I mean, I ain't gonna cut you off, but. When Tali Kwali put it in there, and then you put that album in there, I didn't even say nothing. I'm just like, man, let me see what he talking about, man. And Friday, like that Friday, was it Friday? Yeah, it was before Friday. I did the show. I was like, let me get myself in the mood. So I went to work and I played it. And my nigga, I, I played that goddamn thing front to back, no skips, the whole damn day. And then I, I had to call him like, yo, I just want to say thank you, man. Just thank you, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, no. I haven't heard, because it's been so wild since I. It felt music. You you get what I'm saying? Just I just don't get with the new kids and and what right. they're doing nowadays. I mean, I respect them what they're doing, but you know, I kind of just like played and I kind of like just push to the side. Um, 
But when he gave me that, it took me back. You know, so it had that 70s feel. You know what I'm saying? Like that Forrest Gump era, like the music that's in Forrest Gump and shit. And I like that era. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was just vibing to it all day. I'm talking about I had the sunroof back, all type of crazy shit. But listen, and it's not, and Steely Dan is not that group that you get embarrassed to listen yeah. to. Because Steely Dan appealed to all audiences. Yeah. So I wanted to actually bring that up on the show. And um, for those who haven't listened to Steely Dan's Pretzel Logic album, just listen to the title track. That's all you need to hear. That's all you need to hear. I mean, that it's it's a couple of ones on there that I, that I fuck with, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one. And um, what's it called? I made super playlists of a, a basic comprehensive Steely Dan playlist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm a, I'm gonna convert two gun one day. Just still, I have to try and check it out. I mean, it's just something to vibe to, man. Like, it got to be a sunny day or yeah. something, man. Like, you got to catch it on the right moment. But I, I me mean, personally, I just like that era of uh, that oh, little yeah. soft so, rock or whatever you want to call it. So do I. And, like, um, Steely Dan, they really had no drawn, um, genre. I call yeah. them progressive rock. Yeah, it, it is. It just reminds me of, like, back in the, the Vietnam War days. Like, that's, yeah. like that, that, that's what type of music that was playing back in those days. Like, that, that sound. He said back in those days, like he was back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I know. I wouldn't even be fucking bored at that point. But when you get what I'm saying, though, like when yeah. I watch some old Vietnam movie, it seems like they, like that those were the songs playing in the background. Them and CCR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like Southern Rock too. Yeah, yeah. Creedence Clearwater Revival. For those who don't know what CCR is, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and they have a message in it. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you know, all music had a message in it back then. Back then, yeah. yeah. And that's what I liked about it. Is somebody listening to Pink? No, uh, that's me watching the Got Family Matters. Okay, I was about to say, somebody playing Pink by Steely Dan? <laughs> nah. But, I, um, this nigga said Family Matters. Yeah, yeah I just put it where you found that at. You just got the DVD collection. Nah, Hulu. No, no, no. Okay. I called you earlier today. You're watching it today. Yeah, I just let it play. It's just been playing. In the background, like yeah, yeah. I, I got a question though, if you don't mind. Go ahead. So, <clears throat> I mean, y'all watch the drink chance, right? Yeah. And um, Nori always brings up the fact that he wish it was like a um, ah, uh, what can I say um, like a fucking not not, not like a retirement thing for rappers, but he wanted like to do something, huh? Like a union. Yeah, like a union, right? But my question is, do you think that's a good thing? Do you think every rapper deserves that? No. Absolutely yes. not. Yeah, yes. why not? Why not? All right, yeah, no, let, let's go and say why he says yes, and I'll tell you why I say no. Because okay. just like in a union, you got to really put in... It's just like with Tommy. If you don't put in the time, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But even like... 19-year-old kids who come in the game, they need some kind of structure and health plan and just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Okay, so as long as the artist put into it. Yeah, but as long as you active, you deserve something. And that's what I'm gonna have. Yeah, that's that's my point. But go ahead, go ahead, dig it. My bad. And this is why I say no. Because I was watching on my um, on my way back from Tennessee, I was watching old Breakfast Club interviews and they had one with Scarface. Mm Mm-hmm. And he says the reason why, you know, 
he doesn't feel like that is because it doesn't make you hungry if you know that you got something coming at the end of the tunnel. He says, mm-hmm. you know, that's why I don't mind doing albums because I want to maintain a lifestyle that I have. Yeah. It makes you more humble and hungry when you get to a certain dollar amount and you're like, yo, I got to get back out there and so on and so on. Well, I don't because- think it's more so about what you end up with, but like, uh, you got to realize a lot of these people was getting jerked for real and really wasn't getting no money off of their albums. You know what I'm saying? But you still got to take care of yourself. And your you know what I mean? And, and I see what you're talking about. Them being jerk off their albums or their deals kind of stopped them from proceeding to make another album. In, in or, so that you need some kind of representation and, and some kind of... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, when you for a job, most people think like, "What's the benefit?" I, I, I think it, it needs to be some type of standard. Like, it has to be some type of prereqs or something. Um, you got to have this. This has, uh, you got to have so many classic albums. You got to have sold so many. I don't know. Something got to be put in place. Because I'm sorry, I, I ain't I ain't helping Vanilla Ice. I, I can't do it. Right. But here's the thing What's about it, though. Sold so many records, though, he would be in the top ten for his time. But you know okay. what's funny though? I mean, he Van- okay, he he do Vanilla have, Ice. Is, got Vanilla Ice is actually starting to make money now. You know why? He bought the publishing of his catalog. Mm. He's good at investing his money, right? So, I mean, one thing that I've always wanted for artists in general, not just hip hop, but just artists in general, is I want them to wise up on the game. Mm-hmm. Because we hear so many stories like, oh, I got jerked from my publishing. I didn't know about, you know, points on the dollar. I didn't know about this, so on and so on. They That's what I say. It. It's no representation for you. But I'm going to say it's no excuse no more in 2021. Well, not no more. Not no more. They already put know, it out there. They they gave you, know, you the game. Like, but back then, like, yeah, back then, definitely, no, definitely not. definitely signed a contract and the lawyers reviewed the paper. Those lawyers actually was lawyers for the company. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you didn't have your own representation or something, ain't nobody going to tell you no different because that person is going to get paid regardless. hmm You know, like, the record game is, like, probably one of the, was probably one of the worst forms of entertainment. You know what I mean? One of the worst hustles. Because when you act in a movie, you get something before, something when you finish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if and honestly, depending on your contract, you get residuals. Yeah, if you're that big of a star. Because remember, mm-hmm. Dave Dave Chappelle said he didn't see any major money until he got the residuals for half baked. Mm-hmm. I mean, so but like, at the end of the day, nobody knew who Dave Chappelle was going to be. So I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's sometimes <clears throat> when people be complaining about deals. I'll be saying, like, nobody even know what you can do yet. Mm. Now, the deal itself don't need to be crazy, right? Because a lot of these motherfuckers, like, they, they first album, they want they want all the money. And they're not even thinking about the money that was put behind them to even be out there. So, yeah, they got to pay that money back. Yeah, because they're already in the red by the time they release their first album. Yeah. But you already know, too, they, char- they, they charge way more than they're supposed to to get money. You know what I mean? But, I mean, it depends. I think it depends what, what you like. I think back in the day when you talk about promotion, videos, tour, like them niggas was broke. Like them niggas ain't paid for none of that shit. Which one of y'all so, said that the artists nowadays know better? Oh, I did. I said I'm talking about when it comes to, like you said, um, the deals. 
No, like they know, like that's now, now I, they, huh? That's that's what I wanted to cover. Yeah, but you gotta think about Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent already pulled back the cover. Jay Z already pulled back the covers. They all these uh platforms saying like, "Yo, look out for this shit on this day of boom boom." So my thing, if you still getting screwed now, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of on you. I mean, it's it shit. Ray Charles, James Brown, Michael Jackson been talking about that shit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you right. No riches the same way. But also, these artists need to know that. Just not coming on. Don't expect to be a fucking quadruple millionaire and shit. And we don't know what you're gonna be yet. This is your first album. But here's, a, like, here's you the get thing. the third album and you you still platinum and stuff like that. Okay, now now you need to be like, okay, we know what you can did, do. Did you hear what J Cole said on his album? Uh, which song? Uh, I forget which song it was because I listened to it on the way to um, North Carolina. But um, what's it called? He was just like, you know, he released. XYZ at oh. albums and he was still broke, still yeah. ramen. And y'all doing a misly Oh yeah. What that yeah, that one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean I know you're talking about yeah. yeah he said he I ain't a big Cole fan myself. So I mean we can get on Cole. We can get on Cole because I'm I'm kinda with you on this two guns. I'm with you. We can save it towards the end of the show. <laughs> no, because I get a lot of hate. I get a lot of hate when it comes to that whole situation. No, let's talk about it now. All right. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead, R2 Gun. Let me see what you got. It's, he's one of those people where I have to pick what song I like. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it. Like, you know how you like people doing a certain certain style. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could, I'll pick, I'd pick, it's like Prince. You don't yeah, like, everybody exactly. don't like all the Prince songs. You know what I'm saying? Right. You got to pick which ones you really like because that's the style you're used to. Or, you know what I mean? That's the style you like that he does. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you're not going to like Diamonds and Pearls and then like something uh, just totally like rocking. Yeah, well, yeah, because he got he has that shit, yeah. Yeah, like when he does that that type of music, it's like, that's the what I feel because that's what I like. You know what I mean? So it's the same way with J. Cole, same way with Kendrick. Like, I just got to pick and choose which songs I like. But none of them are, are songs that would be, like, I had 10 years ago and be like, oh, that was my shit. But I'll be like, yeah, that was my song. Right. So when it comes to J. Cole, at one point, I was calling him J. Snore. At one point. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he, de- he was just too depressed at one point. And sometimes, like, that. that's... Like sometimes you can over deliver a message. Like, I right, my nigga, I get it. Like, <laughs> okay, nigga, let's. So my biggest thing with J Cole, which he started switching up doing, is he didn't have no features, right? Um, yeah. he was he was producing his whole album, which automatically gonna sound just it's gonna sound like one long song, yeah. right? And I just think at the end of the day, like I, I think like Cole, he's gonna be somewhere by, in my top, just because. He puts effort in his rhymes and shit like that. But sometimes that nigga don't even be... And I just, oh. and, and I just think niggas just be gassing every fucking bar this dude be saying. And I'd be like, come on, man. Y'all better than this. And right, I had so. to talk to my homeboys like, everything is not gold. And sometimes the nigga just get too depressive for me, man. All right, and so this is, Oh, I'm uh-huh. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was about to say, this is my J. Cole story. Mm-hmm. J. Cole's first two albums weren't that great to me. I think his first album was a classic, but I'll explain later. 
Oh, well, it's going to No, I, I, I think it was a classic because it was an all-around album. Okay. Like, he had his message songs. He had the songs where he was talking shit. He had his female song on it. It was just all around. Now, when he got to Born Center, I mean, damn. It's just like... There One was depressing song after another. Huh? There was something about Born Center that rubbed me wrong. What? I don't know what it is. I can't call it. But that album is a grower. I went back to listen to it like last month. I fucks with it now. Now the one album that everybody wants to slight, they want to slip my damn throat over. It's that fucking Forest Hill Drive, man. Don't wait. I was about to talk good praises on that album. I can't get, I can't like, I don't know what's so great about that album. Now, and I'll the reason you. why, I, like the album is I, right, but it's, it's, it's too many skips on it for me. And, and I would say that's his most complete album to me. Looking wise, subject matter, like that's my favorite J. Cole album. There was there was only one bad song on that, and that was Get Off My Dick. I just don't understand. I, I don't know. I just can't get into it. Now, what I would say this. I would say this. Huh? When's the last time you listened to it? Man, I try to listen to it at least once a month because the niggas that I hang around with. They can't let it go. And I was like, out of all the albums he has, that's y'all no more album. But one thing I would say about the album, it's a good live album. Now, when he performed it on that HBO special, it was different. Yeah, because um, he released that album live also. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I felt him, I seen him rapping it, and his emotions were a little different. So I felt it. That's I don't know, I just felt it differently. But K KOD, I think that's like okay, that's his next complete album to me. It is a complete album. Yeah. And I fucks with it. It is a complete album. Let's let's keep it real. It is. But the um Forest Hill Drives Live from um Fayetteville, North Carolina album was one of my favorite albums that came out that year. And that was what, 2016? Yeah, hey, 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 two guns. Uh -uh. Was it 2016? Hey, hey, two guns. Yo, that TV loud as hell. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to listen to Diggy. All he is, ha ha ha. What the fuck? I don't want to hey, say nothing. <laughs> I don't want to say nothing. I have I, a memory of this shit. I know we have on too. That shit crazy. No, go ahead. <laughs> but um, what's it called? 2004, uh, 2014 Forest Hills Drive. And the reason why that album did it for me <clears throat> was because it was the album that I wanted Cole to do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Production-wise, lyric-wise, because I knew he had it in him. Now, his first album, like you said, had Mr. Nice Watch, um, Nobody's Perfect. Well, I hated that fucking song. Can't Get Enough. What? You know what I mean? What song? song? Two Guns? <laughs> The nice watch or whatever. Oh yeah, I hated that too. And I'm a yeah, Jason fan. I, I still hate it. Yeah, I won't fuck with it. I got you. But um his second album, Voluminati, was a great album opener. Yeah. Then it had Land of Snakes and a bunch of uh, to me forgettable songs on it. Him and Big Sean came around at the same time. I never really could get with neither one of them. Well, and Big Sean don't really have a strong enough story for us to get behind. The nigga's an outstanding lyricist, but That's we just true. don't mm -hmm. relate to what he's like his story. We just don't relate to his story. He really ain't had a bad life. No, mm -hmm. not at all. <laughs> like even when Kanye found him, he was working at Amber Crombie and Finch. 
Yeah, it's like we don't, you know. So we just—that's what it is with Big Sean. And I always tell people like all the time, like it's something about Big Sean. I just can't, uh, I just can't put my finger on it. But I mm-hmm. just feel like the stuff that he rap, he's just a rapper. <clears throat> he's just a rapper, man. Yeah, and he doesn't really uh, say anything that he, he, like you could tell, he never really been through a struggle. Right, mm. and that's true. Like Big Sean to me doesn't have an album, and like my boys are gonna get on me about this. Doesn't have an album that has replay value. I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna give you two. It's gonna be his first album, uh, Finally Famous. Finally Famous. And I, um, I didn't like it too much. Oh, I love that album. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I love that album. And let me guess, maybe because like, Kanye West I'm, had his maybe because Kanye West had his hands all over it. But and the second album brother says Dark Sky Paradise. Nah, it wasn't even that. It was the I decided. No, nah, it wasn't even that. It was one that he just squatting down fucking with the... It was the second album. Um, Wait, what was the second album? Yeah, I know. It sounds bad now. I'm trying to take up for the nigga. Like, damn, but what was his second album called? Um, I knew I didn't like Big Sean when they said wobbly, wobbly, wobble, wobble. But that was... Uh, like, come on, we can't do that. Oh, Hall of Fame because... was the second album. Huh? <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah, Hall of Fame. There you go. Those two albums. I get that. All right, so Hall of Fame. Let me let me talk about that. That one came out in 2013. I remember the year because that's right. Um, that's the year I went to New Jersey, mm-hmm. right? Like the only song I really enjoyed on that was a song called "Milf" that had Nicki Minaj and. Juicy oh Kid. no, that was the garbage song. That was the worst song on that disc. No, and, the song, song. Oh, wow. and the song "First Chain" with him, Nas, and Kid Cudi. That was a good one. That was my shit. But he got a song called Ashley on there. Oh, with Miguel. Um, talking about yeah. his first girlfriend. He got another song. Um, ah, damn! He said, wobble, the oh, yeah, he did that track with Common also. Switch up. Yeah, he got the switch up. That's a good album, look, bro. You're gonna keep talking, and then you're gonna end up saying that's a good ass album. I can't say that though. <laughs> I can't say that. No, nah, that's a good. The first wobble, two albums, wobble, wobble. The, but see, now you're gonna go back to two chains. She got a big booty, so I call her big booty. Like they thrashed two chains. Like okay, all no. right. It was just a, it was just a line. Two chains has one of my favorite lines in a song ever. Mm-hmm. What? How do you word it? He said, "Oh God." Um, two chains on the radio, by the way. No, all right. What, how did the line go? He wishy washy still. What? Oh, what do you think? One grain chestnut. You gotta pick your song. <laughs> Chestnut. That is my line. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that line, but every time I, I used to sit there and I used to sit there. Oh God, what was I working at the time? Walmart, yeah. and I would just be like, Chestnut. For no Chestnut. <laughs> it's like something Dave Chappelle would do. Yeah. What we say? He's still underrated. Two chains mm-hmm. underrated. He got he, he another one with me. I got I just gotta pick and choose songs. Man, pretty girls love trap music. You gotta do it, man. You gotta listen to it. Um what's the what's the other one? Straight to the league, that that one. Yeah, straight to um straight to the league, yeah. Classic. Yeah, I'm also like the trap of Valley Codeine oh, Cowboy music. Yeah. I mean, I don't do mixtapes. I don't I don't do mixtapes. I do straight studio albums. If I'm gonna count it as a 
something towards that uh, artist. I just do freight. I just do straight uh, studio. Yeah, album. but look at Rick Ross. His mixtapes with some of them was better than the albums. I have never heard one Rick Ross that, mixtape. That is but you heard the songs though. Rick Ross's yeah, mixtapes right. are fucking incredible. Like yeah, his but Rick Ross is a whole other really level. Album. That's, that's a whole other level. Now I got me a bad bitch. We got a bad bitch. We got a bad bitch. Two Chain said, "I'm getting head in. I'm getting head in the car, and she driving." I said, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Huh?" Very I'm nonsensical. Just... But the thing about it is, it's Two Chains. It's Two Chain. Like that. That's my nigga. Like because we can't we can't give Eminem that pass and not respect Two Chains. That's true. Because Eminem would say some off the wall shit, and we would just let that nigga just like, oh my god, that's the greatest lyricist in the world. So that's why I'd be like, let Two Chains have fun, man. Just let him have fun. Two Gun does not like Eminem at all. I mean, I'm with you on that one. He only got two albums that I fuck with. I don't know about about two albums. No, he do. He he, do got. He got one of the stupidest songs in the world called Frack. Fact. F A F A C K. Fact. Yeah. Yeah. When I. Stupidest song I've ever heard in my life. When I fell off of Eminem, when he's got that song, uh, Go Crazy, la, 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 geek lady, la, 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 la. When he started doing that, I said, All right, time to hang it up. <laughs> time, I'm, I'm done with the M's. I'm done with the white boy. I'm I'm good. But Sim yeah. Shady LP, Marshmallow LP, they both were classics, though. That's true. I, I got to give them to them. That's true. But, um, what the shit. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and cut this show off right now. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. We want to thank our special guest, Crow, a.k.a. Soup. Hey. Close the statement, sir. Hey, man. Uh, at the end of the day, man, check out the MD podcast show. Shout out to DJ VI from Shea Love. Um, in the middle of June, sometime frame, Crow Music 2, The Raven will be dropping. Oh, I still got to send you a beat for that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll, I'll do that still, right when we get off. Send me something. I'll do that right when we get off song. Gotcha. Yeah, send, send me what you think. Uh, I, I want to, you know, I should jump on. And um, What, but, you yeah. rapping? Yeah, this going to be my second album. Okay. Yeah. Um, But wait till this album drop. You know, I, I when this album drop, like, I will feel comfortable sending to you two guns. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my bag one? on this album. <laughs> Let me give you this album. Nah, but right. um so far that shit that shit going good. So hopefully around June 15, um, it should be dropping. Um, I'm gonna be on your next one. Beats. Hmm? I'm gonna be on your next one. You can, man. Like it, it is it's nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. If you want to come my, out of retirement. Yeah, show my little skills to the world. So the, the 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 last so it's three real quick it's three installments to Crow Music. Crow Music one's already out. Crow Music two, The Raven. Oh, uh, that's that'll be out June fifteen. Crow Music three, we're gonna call it a murder. And on that album, I just want a whole bunch of features because a flock of crows is called a murder. Uh So and the crow was my favorite movie. Crow is my favorite so bird. So I'm gonna get my hair pressed down long. I'm gonna put on the white makeup and all that. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna come? You gonna come gliding that bitch with a gun and a fucking <laughs> shotgun and a pistol and a shotgun? <laughs> I said, didn't what? you hear me rapping at your chamber door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but on the real two guns, if if you serious, yeah, I'm down with it. I said for those who don't yeah. know, those are Poe references. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so, no, nah, I got you but, though. Uh, but Chrome Music Three, the uh, the murder, a uh, murder is going to be out later on this year. But um, but Chrome Music Two, the Raven should be out around June fifteenth time frame, hopefully. Um. So that's all. That's all I pretty much got, man. We got a lot of things coming on the MID Entertainment side, man. Uh, We got a web-based series coming, and another uh, TV show. So, all right, all right. Um, What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, one more thing. I'm about to retire, nigga. Yes. Retire what? After army, nigga. I got about 23 months left. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you heard it first. (laughs) How many years you got in? 18. Oh wow! Yeah, you're a super soldier. Yeah, man, I'm I'm hanging yeah. it up now. All right, they should give you your own shield. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two gun closing. Yo, know, um, you know, just everybody still be safe. You know, we still in a little situation. <clears throat> you know, I know a lot of states talking about dropping all the bans July first, but you know, if you don't feel comfortable without that mask, leave that shit on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's still some shit out here, whatever it is. Just because they tell you to go outside, you know, you ain't got to be at everybody party, everybody show. Just, you know what I mean? That's facts. Or watch your ass and all that. It's summertime. Nobody want to smell you stinking. Oh, y'all vaccinated? Not me. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, sir. I'm okay, kind of. My, job, my job's making me get vaccinated because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully vaccinated. So. But I got you though, two gun. That was a good ass statement right there, for real. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the medical field, so my job's making me do it. Yeah. I had COVID already, so I think I'm pretty much straight for right now. I got you. <laughs> for the, so they say they I had it, but you know. Mm-hmm. Now, my closing statements, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening in. I want to thank my co-host Two Gun. I want to thank Soup for coming on on very short notice, by the way. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Very short. Anytime. Time. So, like I said, we had a little scares here and there, but we're back for good now. We're going to try to do our once or twice a week like we've been giving to y'all. So, for those who actually reached out to, you know, us asking if we're okay and everything, everything's good now. You know, we just had to get to that bump of the road. Now, everything's back to normal. Yep. So, but other than that, good night, everybody. Peace. Peace.